tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz begin! Hey there, sleepyheads! Welcome back to the Sleepy Hollow After Show here on AfterBuzz TV, talking about Season 2, Episode 11, Akita. I'm Matt Lieberman. Now, Stephen Lemieux, once again, sick, sad boy. Boy is just sad and sick, and he wishes he was here, but he is not. And we miss him, and we will see him when the show comes back in the winter. Uh, but Zach Wilson is here. Uh, hey, guys. Jackie Borowski is here. Holla. Uh, we got Nando Velasquez on the ones and twos this evening. Hey there. Hey. Uh, so, this episode... It was an episode. It was an episode. It was the fall finale. Some things I liked. A lot of things... A little baffling. This uh, this fall season. Here's the thing, folks, and 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 let me just drop any sense of pretense. I think that uh, I can say, and Jackie can definitely say, and I think you can say too, Zach. Mm-hmm. We're all pretty disappointed with how the show has been turning out this season because the first season was so excellent. I mean, it, almost uniformly excellent. Yeah, I can't. Thinking back, I can't think of a bad episode, and I feel like we've gotten a bunch of bad episodes this season. The, f- the first season had its flaws, as mm-hmm. any freshman show does. Yeah, but it was fun, and like end of the day, that's all I want from a TV show, yeah. especially a network TV show. I want something fun, fun first. Yeah. I feel like was almost like the motto on the board in the writers' room. You know, it's not fun rehashing the same plot that you've rehashed the entire season and calling it your season, your fall finale. You know what's not fun? Um, Moloch speaking in English for no reason and having two <laughs> scenes in a row between Henry and Moloch that basically achieve the same point but don't move the plot forward in any kind of meaningful uh, way. How about all of the scenes with Henry and his parents? Same thing. Or Yeah. Come on, you got one. You got my, one in the chamber, Zach. Uh, Let fly, my friend. My <laughs> biggest pet peeve on this episode. Now, okay, there's a hashtag going around that is Katrina ruined Sleepy Hollow. It's pretty, wow, it's pretty weighty. Pretty harsh. Weighty pretty hashtag. damning. Um, I, we all know that I, I'm not a big Katrina fan, but I would argue that Katrina did not ruin Sleepy Hollow. Mm-mm. The writers ruined. Katrina had of Sleepy Hollow. Katrina had all the setup to be a fantastic addition yes. to this yeah. cast, yes. and I defended her for the longest <laughs> time on this show because I wanted her to be good so bad. Mm-hmm. Even if she was b- a bad character, if she went villain on us, I would be totally behind that because it would be a good character. It would be trait. interesting. Yeah, I, I li- like. I literally have written down in my notes. What can you do, Katrina? <laughs> oh, come! Because she Even unlocked has she unlocked the magic of, of the of the we- weapons. Uh, uh, here's here's she a, did do two things. She, she did do she two did, things. She put 
a magical spell on the weapons, and she let everybody see uh, Abraham von Brunt's head. Exactly. But I didn't even understand why a magical spell had to be put on the weapons. They were magical. That's why Holly had them. No, they were reported to <laughs> be magical. They redundantly magical. They, they needed to be more magic. <laughs> they needed to be more magic. But, but I, that's, what I'm, that's what we're talking about here. Like, they have forced... <laughs> Uh, they have forced the situation into a place that Katrina has to use magic, not that she has to use a spell or something to get us out of a jam. It's just like, oh, these weapons we've never discussed before need this quick thing. Oh, I can do that. Bam, it's done in the background. It's not a challenge. Katrina isn't being challenged to anything right now. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly yeah. true. And like everything she's helped out with have have been like locator spells or very very simple like here you're the freshman person on the show. You you get to you get to play tiddlywinks while the rest of us deal with the big guns. I want to see her struggle. Like when she can't use magic, I want that to be devastating to her. Not oh my power's weak cuz I've been in purgatory, which can happen can totally be the case, but that needs to be frightening. Right, because think about this, right? She's been in purgatory for centuries. Her coming out and tasting the fresh air and being on Earth, she should be trying to get back into her old life and finding that she can't should be really, really terrible. Now, look, I w- she's not a perfect character, but I also think that there are a few things that I do like, and this episode highlighted a few of them, and I'm just going to say it, because I feel like somebody has to go to bat for certain elements of this episode, because it's easy to get disappointed with the things they got wrong. Yeah. Frank! Um, <clears throat> pardon me. In any case, uh, I like... apologize to everyone. I like, the compl- I like the complexity of her relationships with Ichabod and Abraham. I feel like the yes. way that she's playing that is believable, where it's like, look, I can still care about this guy who was almost my husband uh, and is obviously, you know, still obsessed with me centuries later. Yes, he's the horseman of death, but he became the horseman of death to try to hold on to me. I'm not going to not feel bad for this guy. I feel like she could give two poos about Ichabod. Her chemistry with Abraham von Braun is off the charts. It's way stronger, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. way stronger. And you see that there's a bond between them because obviously they spent more time together on set. That's like mm-hmm. just one of the things. So their chemistry is off the charts. And then when you see her with Ichabod, you're like, are they neighbors? I'm not sure what the relationship is here. And when she was, uh, when she had that moment with him that was like, I guess that I guess we're broken up kind of moment. <laughs> It was like... You mean the 90210 moment? Yes! It was like, <laughs> A, that moment was so, like, he's he's bringing forth all these emotions and everything, and she wipes away a single tear at the end. I'm like, wouldn't she? Your husband just broke up with you. Shouldn't you be, like, snotty crying? She just put you on a break. Well, I think she also knows how to keep it together. The woman is a classy lady. Okay, she knows how to keep it together. She's not go. She Meryl Streep can cry, I, so can she. Right, but just the time is not. There's no time for snotty crying. And honestly, the fact is, I think she's more hurt and angry you that he's attacking snotty, her. You know who snotty cried this episode? Abby. Abby, because she's great actress. <laughs> um, that Nicole Baharin, she's wonderful. You know what? Just before we uh, leave Katrina, yeah, um, like Ichabod did forever. <laughs> Boom. Um, before we leave her, I, I think that another part of the problem between Ichabod and her in their relationship that we sort of gloss over and the show doesn't really focus on is their age difference at this point. They may look the same age, but 
she's been awake for yeah. over yes. 200 years. So she's 230-something. Ichabod's 30-something. They're, they have a 200-year age difference. Abraham is 230-whatever. So they effectively are like have a lot more in common because they've been living in this hellish world of life and death, like being between life and death for centuries, Mm -hmm. whereas Ichabod was just asleep. Interesting. Wait, but wasn't... No, 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 no. Wasn't... uh, They were linked by blood, so it wasn't until Ichabod woke up that that Abraham woke up, too. Oh, you should... Yeah. Yeah. Touche. Touche. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, okay. I think I think one of the things that also bothers me and again, this is just it's a performance choice I would not make. And I think you run you run this risk of having these old-timey-timey characters and trying to figure out how they fit in a modern world and trying to play them in a modern world. And Tom Meissen does that perfectly. He seems to have figured out that formula where it's like he's an old-timey-timey character and has these old-timey-timey, like... Everything is high stakes. Everything is very crisply delivered. I want one of these. Yes, when this is over, I want want one of these. That was so wonderful. Yes. But I I think for her, she, she hasn't quite figured it out in a way that works in this world yet. There was mm. this great moment that there are ways to play things too understated and I think that's what she's doing right now because she feels that the character uh maybe she feels, I don't know, that the character being an old timey timey character needs to be more reserved, but there are moments where you want that punch, you want that emotion. Like I'm talking about the breakup scene. I I wanted her to react with more than just a single tear. You can be demure and ladylike and still be very upset. Abby does it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this moment where she does what on paper is a cool thing where she uses her power to stop the zombie. But her, the look on her face was almost stunned. Like, oh, I figured out how to do this. And you're like, but you supposedly have been doing it for 200 plus years forever. Mm -hmm. And I like maybe that stunned face was a choice that like, oh, I have my powers back. But like instead, it wouldn't it have been more impactful if it if it looked like it was really, really a forceful choice. I don't know. It, It seems like. She needs. She also revolutionary war zombies are not scary. Not. They, it reminded me of a cross between. It's not a demon remember, army. Remember, it's a zombie army. Remember uh, Hocus Pocus, the uh, the boyfriend zombie and Hocus Pocus. Never seen Hocus. Oh Pocus. my gosh, he the zombies in this are just like that zombie and hocus pocus mm-hmm. they're a cross between the bed knobs and broomsticks like clunky um armor guys and the billy i think the boyfriend's name was in hocus pocus yeah can we talk about uh some of the things that we did like i know i have a couple i want to know if you guys have a couple the way we dealt with the sword of methuselah now it was an interesting wrench to throw in there that you can only use the sword uh when you use the sword it will take your soul away um, which at first I was pissed off because I'm like, come on, ultimate weapon, let's get to, let's get to slashing. But it led to that great scene in the church where it was like, you know, 
we may have to lay down our lives and everybody's stepping up to the plate. Yes. I thought that was awesome. That was a great moment. The intuit, the, the interesting way to bring Frank into the mix, which made all of the stuff that he went through this season make sense. No. And no, worthwhile. No no no, 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 no. Just let me finish. I, I understand. And because of the way it ended, I completely understand your position. But in the moment, I'm like, okay. Okay, now maybe they didn't give him enough screen time. Maybe there was a better way to do it. But he doesn't have a soul. He has a he serves a purpose in this plot. He can kick some ass, and then he can rejoin the team. Maybe we find a way to get his soul back. Yeah, it was it was a way to solve the situation that you could tell that they had been building this whole season. They've been building but toward it. Never felt like they just like introduce something to twist it and use it. They like introduced a thing where his soul was taken because they the. The horseman, uh, the, the horseman of death, or a war, war, and Moloch both thought this is a good idea to own this guy's soul, and just it backfiring. That was well done. It's just every the latest. If we were supposed to feel that Irving's sacrifice was a payoff for this whole season, I call utter horseshit uh, BS. Utter, utter BS. Utter BS. And I have to wonder, what the hell nothing, happened? Nothing made me more angry what? than seeing him die. He finally yeah. gets to do all the cool stuff that he has not got to do all season for no apparent Who reason. Who did he piss off? Yes! Like, Who did he know. piss off? Because he must have pissed off someone. He must have pissed off someone to be so thoroughly written off the show. Like, just, like, quietly executed off the show, basically. He must have pissed off somebody major, man. And that drives me nuts because he was really hitting a nice stride. Like, he was really impressing me with his dramatic range on this show. He was doing an amazing mm-hmm. job. He was grounding the show. And he was, I think, honestly, he was one of the audience's favorite characters. Yes! So what so on earth could he have done? To so deeply upset them that they wrote him off the show. It blows my mind, especially having met the guy and having found him to be a very, very nice, funny, charming, smart dude who understands the internet, understands fandom. It doesn't make sense to me. It also, I mean, it also doesn't make sense in the, I mean, that is how I felt, Matt Lieberman. I was that angry. And I threw a coaster. (laughs) I, I was so angry, I wanted to break my computer. Um, so the other thing that doesn't make sense to me is they have this whole buildup where he has these visions, yada, yada, yada. If you don't have him coming back as some sort of apocalyptic warrior, I don't get it. Like, why would you waste our time? I don't know. I mean, if he goes, if he if he dies, like, that doesn't mean he goes away, in theory. Right. Zombie Andy is, was he's, around. He's dead. <laughs> But his soul is still owned by Moloch. Right. By that contract. So theoretically, Irving could come back under, like, full control. If he is, here's what I have to say. If he comes back as the Horseman of Death, because he, no, the Horseman of War, because he killed the Horseman of War... And because we saw all these war scenes with him fighting and things like that, then I'm cool with it. Like, then I get it. Because you're giving Orlando the av- the acting, like, 
the acting Opportunity. opportunities that he deserves mm-hmm. because this episode was his episode. He was like, even the sword play, like the badass. He like, stepped right in. Oh. It's like, finally, I get to work. Yes. Yes. We've been missing him all season long. I mean, he steps in, has like two lines here, steps in, has two mm-hmm. lines there, and he's a fan favorite. So I don't get, I don't get what yeah. the deal is. I do love that possibility, though, and I hadn't thought about it until you just said it. That he is just, he just straight up becomes the Horseman of War. That's why we saw him riding with the Horseman of War armor mm-hmm. um, next to him. Like, he was just that's controlling the, it in that vision. That's the only thing I will feel okay about, like, if that, hmm. if that happens. Because that could totally be our misinterpreted taking of that vision. And him as well, it's like, oh, he's being controlled by the Horseman of War. No, he's there controlling the horseman of could war. be very that could be very very cool i'll admi- i'll admit that um because otherwise i'm just like he, he got cheated it doesn't yeah. make sense it and, doesn't I, make and any I, sense. I want the i want to give the creators of the show more credit than that than to just kill off a fan favorite character with no reason there has to be more at work here and i think we would have instead of what usually happens when a major character like that dies you just feel like you feel so sad for the character and there's a mourning period. I just feel mad. And I feel mad because I feel cheated. And yep. I feel like he was cheated. Yep. And and he was cheated in a way so that we could bring in characters with non-interesting storylines. Uh, can I also say that in terms of plotting and pacing in this episode, every every like seven minutes... Someone's like, okay, I need a minute to do this thing. And they're like, no, 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 we don't have any time to waste. The apocalypse is happening. And then they take the minute to do the thing. <laughs> like, that happens, like, five times in this episode. Where it's just sort of like, uh, we, we, I, need to see, I need to see Cynthia and Macy. No, we don't have time. Uh, oh, but I need to put magic on the weapons. Okay, we got time for that. You know what I mean? It's a lot of like, like hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry yes. up and wait. We need to, we need to get there as soon as possible. We we need to steal this motorcycle because God, the apocalypse is happening, and he's not there. Um, Hold on, uh, somebody was, go find Holly. That well, yeah. That was another great episode. Not Holly. That was another great moment when they found when they found the motorcycle. Yeah. I liked that. Moment. That was fun. Yeah, that was a pure Sleepy Hollow moment where he's where like, "Where shall yeah, I buckle? Where shall I buckle?" Yeah, and she's like, "No, put your arms around me." He's like, "Oh, but where should I buckle?" She's like, "Oh, there ain't no buckling." <laughs> Zoom. Ooh, ooh, I want one of these. Yeah. When this is over. I want one of these. Fantastic. Loved that. Yeah. Um. It, you know what? Here's here's another thing, and this should be this should be filling us with glee right now, Jackie. This should be the 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 most satisfying moment of the show so far for us. It could be shippers because Katrina and Ichabod having their little fakey divorce means that finally he can pursue Abby as a as a romantic partner. Uh, but it feels so arbitrary, and it feels so very much like a all right, let's. Put them. Let's take them apart so we can start pairing them together. Uh, it felt just it. It bald is the word. It's very writery. It's very bald. It didn't. It, I understand the strain that has been put on their relationship all season, but the manner in which it all tumbled out. <sighs> no, it's just. Mm. And that. I mean, the Henry moment too. 
it just felt so cheap because oh when he turns because you I don't know about you guys but the minute that uh, the minute that we know that um, Irving is dead. The only other person then we're told that can wield it is Henry because he does a long explanatory thing to tell us that. After that moment, boom, you know that because all they've been doing for like eight bazillion episodes is explain how they're trying to like fix Henry. I was like, well, there goes that. Like that wasn't very shocking to me. And then they use what Sleepy Hollow, like you were. You were the practical effects guys, so why are you using the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland effects at the end of this episode? I just didn't understand. At the in the end, though, this I thought that somehow like Holly or Jenny or someone was going to be the one to sacrifice, sacrifice themselves. I thought it was going to be a legitimate sacrifice to kill Moloch and stop the rise. Yeah. Um, I yeah. thought that would have been a great way for Holly to go out. Yeah. And like, or, like, if Jenny did it, how heartbreaking would that be? If she, you know, ran past her sister, took up the sword, and, sla- and slapped him once. Yeah, not that we want to lose her at all, but it would have been crazy. It would have had weight. But as soon as we get that speech about uh, biblical Abraham, um, we have to specify which one. Um, as soon as we get that speech, I'm like, oh, so he's, he's not going to... He's going to kill Moloch now because he's his father and we spent the entire episode having him berate his uh, son and Henry talk about how, but you're my adopted father and I love you. Henry has severe daddy issues. Severe. I do say, Henry, do you... Is that a theme over there? Is that a, is that a big theme? I, it's unmistakably yes. It's unmistakably just a big theme in a field. And what is that? Is that a giant hammer? Oh boy! It's just a giant hammer, and it's just beating that theme to death. Oh boy! It's very public. I don't think anyone could ignore how badly this theme is being battered. You know, I don't quite understand why there seems to be a horse with uh, the word theme branded into it, and there's just, just a, 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 a horseman standing next to him kicking it. Kicking? And, and it is a dead it. horse. It is a dead horse. Let's specify. <laughs> anyway, beating a dead horse aside... Um, <laughs> We now know that Henry apparently lacks the capability to draw a map, and that is why he builds model towns. That's true. Is, I, that, what, is I was, that what it was? I the feel whole like time I, I was it. watching that, I was like, I was like, so Henry basically built this because he wanted to make sure he had the uh, pentagram coordinates. He oh, was he had a lot of time bored. on his hand. Exactly. Yeah. You're living in an empty ghost house with nothing to do. Apparently, you never eat food, so you got time to build a little tiny town. He probably sitting there like he drew out the map. He's like, well, crap, that was I'm easy. Done. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll need this to be in 3D at some point. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to leave my pentagram rope here for others to see. Or it could have just been his hobby. He's like, I like building model towns. Mm-hmm. Folks, uh, I just want to really quickly uh, remind you to go to iTunes, rate and review the show if you feel so obligated. It's quick, it's easy. 
It really helps us out here at AfterBuzz TV. Um, and it also, most importantly, it lets us know your feelings about this show and about the episodes on TV. Share it with us, and we'll give you a shout-out here on the show. My phone is dead, so I cannot do any this evening. Hopefully someone else can pull some of those. Oh, no, I don't have iTunes me. on my phone. I'm, I'm just doing a shout-out to um, WWTI on Twitter, who is watching it live. Hey, WW Ty, how are you? Thank you so much for you staying up late to watch with us. Sitting at? We're sitting at 188 ratings. Right That's wow. fantastic. And, I, you know, I think there's a way that we could get 12 more before the next episode comes out. And that's for you to go to iTunes, rate, and review the show. It helps everybody here. It's so late. Make our new year, guys. Guys, it's so, Make our it's new so late. I know. It's so late it here. Really is. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to my friend Jess, who, um, faithfully watches every episode of oh, our show. Thank you, Jess. It's real nice of you. Um, I'll have you know that for topics this week... What, uh, Matt, would you want me to read from uh, from the booth here? Oh, uh, if, if you can just read the, the names and, and subject lines sure. of the reviews since our last episode uh, last week. Good and bad. There's uh, Just Okay, two stars. Corda oh. would freak go. Sorry. Nice. Uh, and Magnus Opus, five stars by Sonia Dyson. Thank you, Sonia. And says it was a great podcast. Glad to see you guys super excited about this episode. Uh, that was the last episode. And then, just so you know. Yes, the last episode. <laughs> Katrina Needs to Stop by <laughs> Lana Vase. Oh. And I believe those are the only ones. Yeah, I think we read week. Katrina Needs to Stop yeah. last time. Okay, then it's the first two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, folks, go to iTunes, rate and review the show. Really, really helpful. Um, yeah, I, I think. I think. I think we need to do a quick sleeping ten, and then maybe just get into predictions because I feel like this is just we're just running well, around in circles. What else happened? There was more that happened. Oh, there was episode. more that happened, but <laughs> what actually impacted us in any way that was not negative? That's what I would like to know. I mean, uh, if this if this turn like I said, I like I that we this. went back to the catacombs. That was good. I do good. like that. I do. Like I, that. I did. Um, uh, I did like. That we got headless tied back up in the, the little chamber. Yeah. Yes. Um, I liked that we stuck Holly with babysitter duty. <laughs> yes. That was a fun moment. That was I a do, funny moment. I do like that moment too, where he he's been dealing with his artifacts, but we've established that he doesn't really know what he's gotten into. And so the more things Abby describes to him, the more he's got. And and I know you you guys sometimes hate this, but I think it's so funny when he's like. Oh, like he's in this world where he just doesn't know what it is, and he's mm. like, demons might come, and he's secretly like really excited about it. I think he was like real scared. He was like, wait, 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 wait. sorry, sorry. First, first, you said just watch the Horseman of Death, and that threw me enough. Okay, um, and now you're saying uh, demons could come through that door. I'm gonna have to shoot those demons. I think he was like excited slash scared. Okay. Yeah, he, I mean, he's getting ready to haul himself out of there. And- uh, <laughs> 30, can we also 35. talk about uh, one of the fans mentioned? This actually, I think it was one of Holly's best episodes. It was. It was. No, he was solid, and like that actually. That- <laughs> He was solid in the two lines he had. Yes. But that moment that he had with Abby where he's like, so you're asking me to babysit, and she's like, I also, there's demons are going to come for him. Like, mm-hmm. we need somebody here that we can rely on. It was almost like that, like, when you have a little kid who's like, you don't want me to come and help you? We need you to stay here and be strong and be the one that's protecting mm-hmm. your teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jack? <laughs> um... One of the fans pointed this out uh, a while back, but Abby and Jenny basically 
decided in the Mama episode that if it came down to it, they would have they would get rid of Mama, like they would destroy their mom. Mm-hmm. And it's taken this long for Ichabod to figure out that he has to destroy Henry. And yes, it worked to their favor in the end, but I mean, there was so much touch and go. And there's so much at stake. There's so much more at stake mm-hmm. keeping Henry alive than there was keeping Abby and Jenny's mom alive. Yeah. It seems that it's like, Ichabod, where's your backbone? Why are you not... Why are, why are Abby and Jenny willing to do what it takes, but you're not? They almost had a great parallel there. And it's a fantastic point. I, I saw that tweet, and it's an yeah. amazing point by this fan. <clears throat> but, yeah... I, it's almost a shame that it turned out well for them because I feel like they didn't learn a good lesson. No, yeah. they didn't. They didn't they really didn't. learn anything. Like, you sh- you shouldn't have... It doesn't matter who it is. Your job is to be a witness and to protect the Earth first. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also want to say, I think a key issue this season has been the character of Henry. Who, when introduced, before we found out that he was, in fact, Jeremy, was very compelling. He had all this pain. He was very mysterious. He showed up every once in a while. Masterstroke, it felt, at the end of season one, to reveal, oh my god, he's Ichabod's son. That's crazy. And he's yeah. evil? Even crazier. He left season one going, oh my god, this is gonna be awesome! Right. But then, in actuality, having him as a character has been very problematic because he's very wishy-washy. It's very wishy-washy what the show wants to do with him. He wants to bring Moloch to Earth. Great. Uh, They literally had him regress into an eight-year-old boy. Yeah, which is far less interesting to watch than a compelling older gentleman with a past. Although that being said, every episode hit the performance from John Noble. Oh, yeah. Oh, he sells the the material to the rafters. That's the thing. It's like, John Noble, you could give him a flaming vial of poo and say deal with it, and he will. And he will. If there was ever any doubt that he is a fantastic actor, this show, this season of this show, is proof that, Mm -hmm. like, just cast him in everything. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Okay, unfortunately, we're running low on time. Uh, so, just because it's it's late and we started late. So, uh, let's let's take one last sojourn this fall to Sleepington Abbey. Previously on Sleepington Abbey, there was a whole community filled with people that we liked last year. (laughs) But this year, things have grown complex, dark, and perhaps misguided. The remaining remaining, uh, residents of Sleepington Abbey gathered to discuss the recent events. My lords and ladies, I have heard the most shocking and scandalous thing. Do tell. Do tell. Well... Sir Franklin Irving was essentially written off of Sleepington Abbey for no reason and giving an unceremonious death in a lackluster episode. Disgrace. Most scandalous. Most scandalous. Who's got one? Anyone else got one? Come on. I do say (laughs) that uh, I have heard such a tale upon this day that... Do tell. The people that are running this town are our governors, our principals, our writers, if you will, the writers of our daily lives. Sure. Have gone amiss and seem to have lost their way. If only twas a way that we could find them back onto the path. 
Most scandalous. Most scandalous. Most scandalous. Most sad. I found that that <clears throat> Miss Katrina Crane almost found something useful to do in this episode. And then, regrettably, decided not to do anything useful at all. Most very expected. <laughs> very expected indeed. I do say that we will continue on with Sleepington Abbey and Sleepington Hollow. In his name, we soldier on. Yes, we soldier on. In the name of Franklin Irving, we swear. We swear. Okay, let's do predictions, please. <laughs> uh, and, and, folks, I just want to say again... We've never, ever, ever, ever wanted to hate an episode of this show. No. We've never, ever wanted to talk about the show in any kind of a negative light. We are just f- disappointed with the show that we've received this season based on the quality of the show that we received last season and the hints and moments of the show that it still can be in episodes like Mama, in episodes like the episode last week. Yeah, I mean, look at last week and listen to, like, we were all so excited mm-hmm. last week because we thought we were getting remember back on track. Remember last week, you guys? guys. remember <laughs> last week when, you know, the show felt like it's old self again and it had its mojo and its swagger and we had cool fights. And I will tell you, though, if every episode could be that, like, that moment where they each stand up and say, I'll go, and then I'll go, and then I'll go. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting passionate. Um, this should be a team. They should be a team. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're just watching a bunch of catty BS that we don't want to watch. If we want to watch catty BS, <laughs> we watch the CW that does not involve the show's Arrow or The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I, they need to like remember the classic Scooby Gang. Yes! Like, the Scooby Gang is... Yes. Freddy, Daphne, Velma, <laughs> Shaggy, <laughs> Scooby... Abby. Buffy, <laughs> Willow, yeah, Mister. Um, but like, but that the, the formula of using a Scooby Gang doesn't mean like you focus on two at a time or three at a time and you rotate people in and out. You use your team. You build a team a specific way for a specific reason. Each, and each one of guy them has a purpose. Yeah, they all bring something to the team, mm-hmm. and they they you need to remember that because. Only like as a whole Freddy team is it the fun. power of the ascot. Mm-hmm. And just leadership in general. Velma was the brains. Daphne got them into places because Shaggy of the looks. Shaggy ate stuff. Shaggy ate stuff and he always knew where to score fresh weed. <laughs> Scooby was a dog that they found by the side of the road and Shaggy is convinced is talking to him. Let's get into predictions. Actually. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, so... Uh, Henry just stabbed Moloch with the sword that says that, uh, it steals your soul and you die. Um, so, uh, um. If all I have to say is if Irving doesn't come back as the Horseman of War, I'm going to be mm-hmm. so, so upset. Like, I'm already upset. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, they're going to make this pay off in a way that makes me not upset. If Irving doesn't come back, and I hate to use these words, these next three words, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done if if he was written off of the show in such an unceremonious way. And that's like, maybe that's, I'm overstating it, and maybe I need to watch this finale again, and maybe I just need to let it simmer. But I think there are fans that, not just about Irving, but I think there are fans that feel the same way. Like, we have people that were very passionate, like we were, about these characters, and you're so invested in them 
to mess with them feels like you're messing with somebody personally. You know what it is? I don't know what I'm rooting for anymore. Yeah. I almost want Moloch to rise because I feel like it would there would be more drama right. on the show. Because, no, because I'm not... There's no struggle with Ichabod and Katrina other than, like, I don't know what's going on with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough, but I don't want... <clears throat> I don't necessarily want them together because that doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Yeah. And I don't want them apart because I don't. I, what is that? And I, I'm not. I, I'm not shipping anybody really hard right now. There's no relationships that I'm dying to have come together. Sorry, Jackie. No, that's okay. But, Everybody's but like, entitled to their opinion. But not even like just not that one specific one. None of them. Mm-hmm. So all I'm rooting for is the vague sense of. Stop Moloch. Yeah. And do you know what's the worst thing? Here's the worst thing. The problem with the show is that they have cannibalized their own premise. Because wasn't the whole point that the apocalypse can only come when the four horsemen draw nigh? I so. so. If, if just two horsemen can bring Moloch to Earth and he can try to summon the apocalypse, what's the point? What's the point in waiting for four horsemen? And why did Moloch have to wait? Like, I want to know why he didn't just raise all four at once and be like, hey, I got my four my four bros. It doesn't make up. any sense. This whole season could and still could be about world building and about building the necessary foundation for a series to come and for this series to last for a long time. And I feel like it's just been a lot of treading water. And if you bring Moloch to Earth in the middle of the season, and he's raising the apocalypse in the middle of the season, how are you supposed to top that unless, as you say, the apocalypse actually did happen? Because if the apocalypse did happen in this episode, and now we're just living in an apocalypse world, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of cool stuff to do. I guess but it, see, it, it doesn't, you're right. There's a level of it not making sense. In theory, I guess we could come back from this and, like, that stab Mal could, like, just, like, reform and be like, now you are, now I hate, now I'll kill you all. Um, like, it may not have done anything. Yeah. What about, you, you have a good point, though. What about building the mythology? I mean, what we were drawn to was the mythology. So if you're a show that is supposedly dense in mythology, why not continue to build because on that? Because they made John Noble a series regular and felt the need to service him with dialogue and scenes every week that ultimately led nowhere. The problem lies in trying to service that character instead of servicing the show. Yeah. What would have been a really strong season two that I thought I assumed where we were going was the attempt to rise the third horseman. Yep. That uh, as opposed to Moloch, because... Stop it, trying to make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. Stop making sense. Like, Talking if we heads. had to spend the whole season just trying to raise a piece that Moloch needed, then that's a real struggle. And it doesn't feel as cheap as, like... Moloch coming to Earth, but jumping the gun by two horsemen. In like five years. Yeah, what happened to our seven-year witness? Seven years of trials and tribulations. Also kind of put off by the fact that, you know, this season only takes place like weeks after the first one. Instead of like skipping a year. In any case, 
folks, I think that's going to wrap up our show for this evening. Yeah, please go on to YouTube and and uh, tweet at us and iTunes. I, I really am curious to know what you guys thought. I know we've done a lot of uh, anger. A lot of venting. A lot of venting tonight. But I, I, I am genuinely... We had love the other night. Yeah, I am genuinely curious what, uh, how you all felt about this episode and the, sh- the season su- thus far. True that. Now, Zach, where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here after both a ton of shows, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Z Nation, Grimm, Doctor Who Classics comes back tomorrow night. Tune yes. In. Yes, yes, and Jackie. At 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter, at 123JackieB, all one word on Instagram, and Jackie is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E. Yay. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find all my videos for SourceFed, SourceFed Nerd, and my personal channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. I'm going to be posting some uh, fall season reviews uh, this month on my channel. Uh, check that out for a bunch of shows. And, um, yeah, folks, we'll see you around. We'll see you next week. Can I? From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.